What is up? Howie Spangler here. This is Tales from the Green Room, episode number 98. 98. Wow. Getting closer, everybody. Getting closer. 100 episodes in uh, just under two years. It's taken me uh, two years to get 100 episodes in. So that's... uh, I don't know. It feels like an accomplishment to me at the same time. Uh, yeah, so... <clears throat> I haven't done the pod in like 13 days or something like that. Uh, you know, holidays got crazy. And, um, you know, there just wasn't any time. It was just... It was wild, like like always, with the, the kiddos and making sure they had what they needed and uh, family stuff and wrapping gifts and all that fun, fun holiday cheer. (laughs) I hope everybody had a great holiday, great new year. Um, I'm looking forward to 2020. I'm very excited because uh, the channel just got monetized. I don't know if you caught the video last night, but uh, yeah, so I got the email December 30th saying that I was um, eligible I got the 4,000 hours. Thank you very much. And uh, then they told me that they were. it would probably take like a month or so. And they would let me know when, uh, when and if, if and when, if and when, when and if, um, I was going to be accepted into the partner program. And the next day, New Year's Eve, I got an email saying, hey, congratulations, you're in. So that was cool. I didn't have to wait long. Um, yeah, very, uh, very stoked. Very grateful. Um, it just means that I can, I can monetize the channel, and just sort of, I'll, I'll be getting a, a share of ad revenue um, from ads that play, that play on my stuff, and. Um, I'm trying to keep it to a minimum, like I said, like, I think there's a way, it looked like the, the video that, that I put up last night, the uh, performance video, um, I think it was, let, it gave me options, I'm gonna have to go back in there, I couldn't do, I couldn't do anything, uh, because the, the videos have to process after you upload, so you can't, like, fully edit, like, their settings until they're... Uh, fully processed in HD so I'm gonna go back in there and I'm just gonna make sure that like on all the acoustic videos that there's no mid-roll there are no mid-roll ads like you know you, you'll be sitting there watching something and you know halfway through just when it's getting good you go to a, like a car commercial or something or, um, so I'm gonna try to avoid that as much as possible but it's just a way for me to you know um monetize without really having to ask for money because I I hate doing that I'd rather just like give out the best content that I can um and if you feel like you want to support that's great but uh you know just just you watching is you supporting you know and now so more than ever so very um very excited and happy to be in that world now uh I do want to make note that um if there's some people have asked about ways to support support the channel, and um, on the uh, on the live chat there, um, I believe 
I go to, where is it? All right, on the on the bottom of the chat, there's a there's a little smiley face for emojis, and there's a little S, like a little dollar sign. Uh, that's super chat, and what that is is um, basically like you can like leave a comment and leave a, uh, like a donation in there, and um, and I guess the higher the donation, the longer your message stays up there, from what I understand. Um, so that looks like something kind of fun and uh i'll try to find cool ways to implement that maybe for the um maybe for the uh the let's hang out stuff like take requests like things like that you know um so if you if you want to support that that's a way right there is just hit up the super chat um so, and that's a new feature that that comes with monetization so but uh let's see what else is going on before we get into this um Today I'm gonna go meet up with the guys. We're gonna go. Uh, we got three more shows with our friends Badfish and Bumpin' Uglies are on those, and I think of Good Nature as well. Um, so we're gonna go do those shows, and <clears throat> next weekend we'll be in the Virgin Islands. Uh, yeah, so we haven't been there in two years, and the last time we went, it was um, uh, it, it had just been devastated by the um, the hurricane. Was it? I mean, it might have been several hurricanes at the time. I'm not sure, but um, anyway. So this time, the the place is supposed to be, you know, grown 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 up again. You know, with the the and beautiful, and um, not that it wasn't beautiful back then, but um, you know, there's not as much trash and stuff everywhere because it was crazy. They had like a, like in the corner. I remember walking by this little like driveway that was just filled with scrap metal and stuff from from homes that had been destroyed and uh we went to like a merch store and bought some t-shirts and stuff for the kids and um the the lady behind the desks had had lost everything and so it was pretty pretty brutal um I, i can't even imagine uh but this time it's supposed to be you know all around just more beautiful experience and uh We've got three shows this time. Uh, last time, because of the hurricanes, we only had one, and they had to, like I think one of the venues got destroyed. So this time we got three, and so we're looking forward to that. Going out with the fam, um, and then after that, uh, I'm doing an acoustic tour with uh, Chris Demakis from Less Than Jake, uh, Jason Devore of Authority Zero, Gabriel from Fayuka, and a band called Meager Kings. Um, we're all going out west and doing like mostly I'm doing like the Arizona and California shows and there's a Vegas show as well um, the, and I'm starting the tour I'll be joining the tour July I mean, I'm sorry July January 19th in Tempe and then I'll run all the way through to the 27th and that ends in Bullhead City Arizona at Lazy Harry's um, but I'm looking forward to doing that acoustic thing again man because like I did the thing with Eric Rockmani and uh it was like very pro and he's like the nicest guy in the world and the whole crew was great we just got in a sprinter and just drove around and played shows and uh i mean there was 500 people a night at these things and you know i'm not used to playing to that many people by myself you know usually it's like i'll do acoustic sets and it's like at a bar and i'm like in the corner like a troll i'm just like playing covers and shit and no one cares and i'm just drinking beers to uh, you know, sh- cover up the sadness and um, 
and this one was like everybody is like full attention on me just you know watching but it was great because like there was a lot of support a lot of people singing along and having a good time and um yeah so i'm looking forward to getting back to this and um i think the i think the shows are selling pretty well from what i've heard so grab tickets go to go to my website howiespangler.com grab tickets uh, where you can the vegas show is free i know that much what up to the people in the YouTube chat here? Monica, Megan, Colin. What's going on? Good morning. Wake up, everybody. This is my pineapple mug that I got from my sister-in-law, Rachel. Uh, we got two of them, actually. Danielle and I both got some. So this, this is pretty nice. Usually I got the Ninja Turtles mug. What up, Don? So, um, all right, yeah, today um, we're going to talk about, we're continuing the uh, Force of Habit. I know, it feels like forever, right? There's only six tracks on this fucking album, but um, we're going to, the Force of Habit, this is track number five, um, we're going to be talking about Sincerely Your Wallflower. So, uh, let's get into that. Okay, so uh, sincerely, Wallflower. Um, I have always been a like hopeless romantic. That's that's how I've always looked at myself, and um, I like to think I'm still romantic these days. But uh, you have to ask Danielle about that. I'm not sure. She would probably say no because we haven't been on a date in a while. <laughs> um, that poor girl. <clears throat> but okay so yeah i remember like back in school I, from an early age just falling in love with with girls that's what i did and i rarely had girlfriends um i did have some girlfriends i wasn't that pathetic but uh and back then it seems so um it seems so important you know, it means everything to be in a relationship and be with someone. Um, when you look back at like that little puppy love, it's silly, right? Um, so, <clears throat> yeah, just just back in the day, I remember just being like always like head over heel, heels about girls and um, finding like the, the prettiest girl in school and just becoming fixated on her. Not in like a creepy stalker, I'm going to murder you way, but um, just like, oh, why not me kind of way. And <laughs> so, you know, there were definitely some like special ladies along the way. Um, and I always felt myself like feeling inferior and and like, uh, and I'm sure a lot of, a lot of boys felt this way as, as kids, but like, um, you know, I had a couple of friends that didn't seem to care and would just, you know, are you going to go talk to her? Are you going to talk to her? You know, like I had friends that would go, you know, that would just start talking to girls like it was nothing. And that was always like really hard for me. Um, and so I was always the guy up against the wall 
at the school dance, you know, um, I, I, you know, I would, I had friends and we would dance and stuff. I wasn't like a complete, like, <laughs> I want to fabricate this, but, um, yeah, it was, a. Uh, I think I had a couple dates, like I did the, uh, the eighth grade social. I had a girlfriend at the time, so that really wasn't a problem. And then homecoming in like, I don't remember what I did for ninth grade, but like 10th grade, I think I had a girlfriend for a little bit. So I was able to dance there um, <laughs> and not feel like a weirdo. Um, and then like 11th grade and 12th grade, it, it started getting weird. Um, I did have a, I did have dates for prom and stuff, but it was like girls that I was like friends with. So it wasn't like, um, there was no action. And, uh, so I, I just remember always feeling like, like, ah, why, why not? Why not me? I just want to, I just want to dance with her. Uh." So that's kind of what this song is based, based around. It's like, um, and it was, it was kind of like how I felt like when I met Danielle, it was the same thing. Like, um, I saw her from a distance. I met her at a bar. We were playing. And uh, we both had significant others. And, um, you know, it didn't start off the best, I'll admit. Um, You know, we're all adults here, right? Uh, Sometimes you don't... Sometimes you don't end the end the relationship you're in before you get into another one. <laughs> and uh I'm not going to go into all that, but um you know, that was a long time ago and we've got two kids together, we're getting married, so but like um I remember when she when I saw her, I was I was very smitten and you know, just just like I was all the years before that as a kid, uh, you know, just falling in love. And I wanted to know her name really badly. And um, I didn't realize that she was also feeling that way about me. So that's what happens is like, you get like, get all weird about it. And you think like, there's no way, there's no way, like you doubt yourself. I always doubt my, I always doubt myself. Um, when, yeah, and you get, you get in your own head and it's really not what you think it is. And sure enough is that she won, she wanted to meet me as well, you know? Um, but so this song's kind of based on those feelings of like wanting to reach out and, and, you know, get, get the dance or get the phone number or, or whatever, get her name, um, but being, uh, repressed by my own fear of being rejected and just feeling small and inferior. And I was trying to be playful with it. Um, I wanted to do something different lyrically, uh, and like rhythmically. 
something I haven't really done before. So, like, I did a lot of, uh, I'm doing these, like, triplets in there. I was trying to come up with a, you know, I had the riff, and I was trying to come up with uh, some cool way to to serve the, the, the riff with a melody. And I think it just did it. It was like, da-da-da-da-da-da. And... I was like, all right, that's kind of cool. So I kind of stuck with that. And then so I got done with the first verse, and it took me a while to write that song, actually. It took me a couple weeks. And um, that was like one of the first songs that I started writing for this. And uh, and once I had the first verse and like the chorus, I sat on it for a while because I wasn't sure. Like, I wasn't sure if that's what I wanted to do. Like, this kind of sounds weird. Does does it sound like me? And like, are people going to enjoy this? Are they going to like it? And um, I, uh, I, I guess what what I decided was like, well, yeah, well, it's supposed to be different. It's supposed to not exactly sound like Ballyhoo, and I want this to be like a different experience for people. It's like familiar yet, uh, yet different enough to where, you know, it it doesn't need to go on a Ballyhoo record. And I think like when when an artist goes solo, um, that's probably a very conscious thing when they do that. Like sometimes sometimes the the solo artist will just it sounds like the same band, you know, just different players. And um and you know, that's okay, but like, uh, you know, it's kind of I feel like don't waste the opportunity. You like really try to stretch out if you can. And I'm already thinking about my next one. It's going to be probably really different from this. Um, I'll, I'll kind of, I'll probably get into that later uh, down the line as I develops more. Because I'm trying to finish this Ballyhoo record. Um, but uh, so basically, like the song, like uh, stylistically, I, it's basically a pop punk song um, on an acoustic guitar. You know, no big drums and nothing like that. And it's like this song could easily translate to be a, a pop punk rock song. Um, and that's that's what I had in my head. I was like, I'm just going to approach this that way and just play it on acoustic and just strum really hard um, and see if I can get that vibe across. So at the heart of it, it's a pop punk song. It's a love song. Um yeah, and and I I was very happy with it when I when I finished and I listened back, um, I I just uh, I love the chorus. It's very um, it's very childish in a way, uh, very kind of cheesy, a little bit of cheese, a little bit of cheese dick, but um, not super cheese dick. At least I think, and uh, I don't know. I, I really like it. Um, I thought it was a nice addition, and it was something. It was something different, yet familiar. You know. Um, and uh, as always, I had to put some some tambourine on there because I feel like uh, tambourine really provides a nice movement to a song um, when you don't want a bunch of percussion or big drums or anything like that. I like to have a little bit of movement and sort of like a guide 
along the way, you know, you kind of bob your head. Like, um, and then so obviously there's other acoustic songs where you just want the acoustic guitar and the vocal, you know, but I think that just de depends on the song, depends on the vibe you're going for. And this one just felt like a good sing-along song, you know? Um, so yeah, and it's just, it's really, um, I really poured it out there, like, she's she's walking right by me with all of her might. That's one of my favorite lyrics, like, from that song, like, it's, uh, she's walking right by me with all of her might, like, but really, see, again, it's all in the, the guy's head, like, she's walking, she might be walking right by him, but she's not even thinking about that, you know, and probably that's part of it, I guess, from his point of view, like, she doesn't even notice me, and she's leaning into it, you know, like, like, ah, oh, this hurts every time she walks by, um, and, and again, it's not like she's going out of her way to make him feel bad, he's just, it's all his perception, um, and, uh, you know, she is a goddess, like, I just want to put it out there that, like, he, you know, he, he just sees her as, as this, this being of light, you know? And, um, so, yeah, that, that's, that's where, like, the cheesy part comes in. I can totally see that. Um, she makes me feel so crazy, laying down when my heart betrays me. Like, it's, uh what I mean there is like, um, you're, you want to be strong, but you end up being, you know, you end up submitting and you're hating yourself for it. You know, your heart's betraying you, your, your heart, so your heart's supposed to be on your side, right? Like your brain is like, ah, no, fuck this. This, you know, this is not a good scene. We should, don't do this to yourself. And then your heart's like, oh, no, we want it. We want her. Sorry, the rest of us. We're just going to cave, you know, and then you hate yourself for it. So, <laughs> um, yeah, laying down with heart beaches. Uh, I turn to stone when I want to tell her everything. You just you freeze up, you know. Just when you're ready, you think you're getting psyched up. And you're ready to to share your feelings. Nope, choke, choke artist. You know, it was just a story of my life, man. It was like I was always always afraid, always afraid of the ladies and how they would react to me. I remember just feeling like super awkward and and tall. I still do these days, like feel really awkward and tall and like I am tall but yeah awkward and like like a dork like a total dork you know uh <laughs> welcome to the self-deprecation podcast everybody oh man let's see what's going on over here in the chats whoa
Megan, yes, episode 98. Crazy, right? Monica, my boyfriend and I met the same way. LOL. Yeah, see? It's, uh, you know, the heart wants what the heart wants. And um, I think that, like, it's not, it's obviously not nice to do to somebody, you know? Uh, And there's probably a special place in hell for all of us. But um, I look at it as like, you know, we're together, we're about to be married. We've got two kids. It's been a very long time. And it feels so long. It feels ages ago, you know. And so it wasn't like a thing that just, you know, you mess it all up and then that this new thing just ended. You know, it wasn't like something you had to get out of your system so much. You know, we ended up staying together all this time. So I'm not, I'm not mad at it, you know. Um, I could have handled it differently, but uh, yeah. <laughs> Danielle is a gem. She is a diamond. Um, Chris Garrett, how do you differentiate Howie Spangler tunes from writing Ballyhoo tunes? Uh, yeah, it's, so like for me, it's, I just, I have songs that like, I don't think the band wants to perform, like for whatever reason, like, like, uh, that song, Sorry Bro, we recorded that for the girls album and it just didn't turn out the best. So we decided to, to not, to not move forward with it. Um, but looking back, I'm like, yeah, you know, I, I, the band's probably cool not having played that song or not having to play that song every night or whatever. And, uh, it just seemed like the perfect opportunity to put it on this. So like there's songs like that where it just feels like, like, all right, you know, if the band's not going to play it, I'll play it. Um, because I feel like it's a good song. Um, and I try to just do something a little bit different. Everything has like a, um, there's always like some some sort of like a reggae uh, vibe to a lot of the stuff, and I know there's like I have a certain sound like the with the melodies that I choose and um, the uh, the types of ambient sounds and the tones and stuff that 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 I choose in this, for the the instruments and things. Um, but uh, I ch- I hope that this that this record sounds a little bit different from a Ballyhoo record. Um, you know, it and it's. I try to be like conscious of it, but I don't. Also, don't let it hold me back. There's certain there's certain times where I'll get into a song and I'm like, you know what? This should be on a Ballyhoo record. Like it just, I just feel it. You know, there's one that I was working on for this record uh, called Social Drinker, and it, wait till you hear it. It's really it's really cool. But it's another little fun kind of campfire type of song, but. I feel like it's just enough to where the band would pull it off nicely and it'll, it'll fit into the catalog. Um, it would fit into this catalog too, just the Howie Spangler stuff, but I don't know. It just feels like it's a, feels like a Ballyhoo song to me. I don't know if that make does that make sense to you guys? Tricky. The cheese is easily forgiven by the dope little metal melody. Thanks. Thanks. Appreciate it. Malk, I'm doing great. Thanks for asking. 
EP is awesome, and I'm blown away by these videos of you making it. Unreal. Thank you for this. You know, I really enjoy, I really enjoy, like, showing you guys the process. It's, it's been, uh, I don't know, I feel like a lot of people don't get this. They don't, they don't understand how it works and what it is to make a record. And I, even so, like, it's nice to show you, like, how, like, easy it is. You know, like, it's not that it's, like, easy, but it's, like, like in comparison to what it used to be like, you know, I used to have to get up early in the morning and go to Baltimore or go somewhere to record, you know, spend eight hours or 10 hours and record. I can wake up and I get my coffee. I come down here. I just do it now. You know, it's like, it's become so inexpensive and then you can just sit and learn everything. I just watch YouTube videos all the time about how to do this stuff. And, uh, and then, so having the camera here and this lovely, platform called youtube like it's just a game changer you know what a time to be alive so it's great i love showing this stuff off and uh, if there's anything in particular you guys want to see please like uh message me leave some comments like whatever hit me up in the dms uh, and I'll, I'll gladly go into it so yeah i mean i guess that really covers the sincerely your wallflower like you know i feel like with these these little track by tracks like I don't want to go too far and start talking in circles, you know. Um, but definitely, if there's anything you want to know, like hit me up and I'll be, I'll further explain, you know, like whatever it is you'd like to know about the songs. Um, so, thank you guys very much for tuning in this morning. I appreciate it. Um, make sure you subscribe to the podcast on Tales from the Green Room, uh, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, please, if you haven't yet, subscribe to the channel, give this video a like, and um, hit up the super chat if you want to support. That's a new way to support. Right there on the bottom next to the, the little emoji guy, there's a little um, super chat sign. You can hit that uh, if you'd like to support. Um, and then uh, anything that you'd like me to cover in future videos, hit me up. I'm really trying to grow the channel, man, and like it's we're, we're monetized now, and um, it, the more people that are watching this stuff, the more that you know I can start taking this and turn into a revenue stream and put it back into the into the channel so um catch me out with ballyhoo this weekend catch me in virgin islands next weekend with ballyhoo and then i'll be out west uh, with those guys uh jason and chris from chris from lesson jake jason from from authority zero and we'll be out doing stuff and then uh, out with Iration next month after One Love. So lots going on. Lots to look forward to. 2020 is going to slam. I can't wait. Uh, thank you all very much. And yeah, I guess that's it. Have a wonderful morning and the rest of your day. And uh, we will uh, finish the Track by Track series next week. Episode 99 coming at you. And then episode 100 working on something really cool for that so stay tuned uh subscribe everywhere and please go listen to the force of habit go stream it download it whatever much appreciated uh and i will also pick up on the um the we'll do another let's hang out uh, hopefully next week as well so um send me requests let me know what you want to hear and uh oh jackie yes i would like to know what other 311 songs you cover uh, I used to cover Purpose by 311, Use of Time. We used to do a love song just because it was cool to play. Uh, I feel like we did uh, 
uh, do you write at one point. Could be wrong. I mean, we, we used to practice it at least. I don't know if we ever played it out. But yeah, so. Yeah, I love 311. So. Cool, man. All right, well, I'll see you guys this weekend and uh, some of you this weekend, and I'll see the rest of you next week on the, uh, on the YouTubes and all that. Thank you all so much, man. Tales from the Green Room. This is Howie Spangler. Out.